Okay, so you don't need to be a rocket scientist. Although some of us are pretty clever electricians, especially when we turn it to a fault finding job and we find it in 10 minutes. I want a badge every time that happens. I'll probably have at least two by now. And the skills you need to be a good electrician, they don't happen overnight. They're learned over time. And in this podcast, I'm going to explain to you seven skills you'll need to work on, not just to become a good electrician, but to get better and better every day. Toolbox Talks for Electricians, the podcast loading electricians with the tools and the skills they need to reduce stress, gain back time and earn more money. Hey everyone, back once again, Ben Poulter here. And are you a thicko? Have you started to train to become an electrician and feel completely lost with everything that's going on, what everyone's saying? You're being asked to go grab a drum of that 1.53 core twin in earth. Or, go on mate, we need to go get some SY cable. Or, gland that SWA off. Or, another thing where they say, right, make sure you lock the MCB off. What the f*** are all these things? They don't even know. Don't worry. It's something that happened with me at the beginning as well. It's completely normal. You haven't got a clue of all these terminologies. I remember to this day, I was sitting in this estate Mondeo. Don't know why I remember the car. And I was an apprentice and the guy called Gary, the uh, electrician that was training me, he kept spilling off all these BS numbers. I hadn't got a clue. What's a, what's a 2391? What's a 2391X? What's an MCB? What's SWA? What, what are all these things? What the hell are you talking about? Singles, doubles, twin and earth, SY? Yeah, I was completely flabbergasted. I thought, I ain't got a clue what you're talking about, mate. But the only way to learn is ask questions. And that's exactly what I did, because when I first started out being an electrician, we used to travel two or three hours to the job to start with. And yeah, I, I admit a lot of the times I just got in the passion sheet or got in the back and fell asleep. But sometimes you could have a conversation with a guy and say, look, what is this? Like, tell me what the hell you're talking about, because I haven't got a clue. But along with the electrician talk, you're going to have to develop some other skills too. And seven of these skills you'll find here. And one of the first skills is, an obvious one, is knowing what the hell the electricians is actually on about and how dangerous they can actually be. Because with electricity, it isn't obviously visible, you can't see it. So sometimes we with one wrong move and yes, it's going to be a last. It's going to be a bit of a shock to say the least. And not any cable is suitable for every environment. To this day, I still see the people that are run twin and earth on the side of their house. I don't know why people do that. There's special cable. There's even rubber flex. Run that on the side of your house. It does a better job. It's going to last a lot longer. But they've got it clipped to the side of their house. And yet, obviously, it works. It works for the time being. It works till they've got in the van and they've drove away. But after a while, that cable's going to be open to the elements and it's going to get the weather on it where the rain gets to it, the cold gets to it, the heat gets to it, and it's going to deteriorate. It's going to perish and cause a fault over time. So using the right tools for the job is another skill that you'll learn over time. As I know with some electricians, they love to use an impact driver for everything. Well, that's another huge mistake. An impact driver, it doesn't talk it up to a certain setting. It can easily cross-thread that terminal and it will leave it useless if you've got a switch. Or more than likely, what I've seen a lot of the time is MCBs, where they put it in a consumer unit, they put all the breakers in, and the impact driver them up, bang, 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 nice and tight all the way along. Well, you don't really know if any of them terminals have been threaded until it's too late. Because over time, if that terminal's a little bit loose, 
because it's been threaded and it's not tightened up against that buzz bar, it's going to start to arc. And what does arc cause? That causes heat. So that's a fire waiting to happen. Another thing that you'll learn over time is when you go to a job, it's not necessarily that electrician that's been there before was better than you, or even if he'd done a good job. That's the thing. A lot of the time I've been to places and I've ripped it to bits, say, look, I'm just going to start fresh because I can't work out why the hell this electrician has done it like this. There's a simpler way. There's a proper way to do it. And what I could say, never assume it's just a repair when you go to a property. When someone calls you up saying, yep, I've got a little fault. Can you come and sort it out? It's gone wrong for a reason. And more than likely, DIY Dave's been in there, done a big job, and this is where it started to fail. You've got to think, why didn't they call DIY Dave? Because half the time you go there sometimes and hang about, this ain't that old, this job. You can tell if the cables have not been there long or there's no cobwebs in there. You think, right, someone's been here like last month and now it's gone wrong. So look a bit deep and you'll always find out that someone's Billy bodged it. So the second skill that is a must, I think, be a team player. Electricians, yep, they often work alone, going from job to job, only being that that one trade on site. And I like jobs like that. I like doing jobs on my own. It's a lot easier sometimes, but it's not the case all the time. You're more than likely going to be working with builders, plumbers, carpenters, all on site that you need to be a team player to get that job done. After all, you've all got a job to do and you've got to keep that customer happy. So you need to be patient with good communication skills and be friendly to others. This will pay off in the long run too, because if you do make friends with other trades, if you think about it, they're always on site, they're always on job. So you give them a card maybe, you give them your name, you give them your number, and they're going to pass your number on. So it's going to work out a lot better for you in the future. Now the third skill is that you've got to be a good problem solver. Electricians never get called up because it's working. They'll never say, hey, yeah, I've got a fantastic amount of lights in the garden. Can you just come take a look? They'll never call you for that. If it's working, you don't get a call. So when you do get a problem, have a little bit of patience. Don't go there when you're rushed. I've done it before and I'm going to pop in on the way home. It, yeah, it doesn't work like that. You sometimes think it, hopefully it will be a slightly loose cable or something you can fix quickly. But it's not normally the case. If it's a problem, there's a, a big problem for a reason. I've even known some electricians who they've been round to someone's house and they've give up and said, yeah, I can't find the problem. See you later. Oh, I'm gone. I give up. They give up too easy. If it's not a quick job, it's not a quick fix. They're in and out, not interested. Don't be one of those. I'm one of these people that I'm like a needle in a haystack. If I've got a problem, right, it's down to me now to find it. I've got to fix it. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I need to find it. It's one of the things you've got to put right in your head before you go to sleep at night. If you've got to visit back the next day, that's fine, obviously, if it's a big job. But sometimes you've got to find that fault and you want to find out why it's not working and why it was Billy Bodged or why it was done wrong. You want to fix it. And understanding how electricity works and how these RCD works, RCBOs and how the cable sizes run, that's going to come with experience as well. And with that skill, you'll naturally understand it a lot more and be able to find them faults. There was a job I did uh, wow, a good, good 10 years ago, I think now, I wired a block of flats for an old people's retirement home. And it was all tested, done and dusted, signed off. Um, but of course, yeah, I was still waiting for payment. This is the only reason, obviously, why I went back, because I thought the was wrong. But it was a day that everyone moved in. There was a problem. It had been fine, all tested. 
But when someone moved in, I got a call. But I was more than happy to go. But it turned out that one of the ladies that had moved in, uh, that one of their grandsons had been very helpful and put some pictures up for her. So when she told me that straight away, because obviously you have a little conversation with these elderly ladies that when you walk in, they want to talk to you anyway. So you might as well have a cup of tea and a conversation. She said, yeah, my grandson come around. He put these pictures up for me. Spot on, straight away, stuck her nail straight through the cable. That's why the bathroom light didn't work. And then I always remember that one because the lady was so happy that I fixed it and efficiently and nicely that she just moved into a new apartment. Then she grabbed my hand and she gave, she put a pound coin in my hand as a tip. Which I thought was lovely in a way. You've got to think it's only a pound. You could have put a tenner, but it was a pound coin. I was very happy with that. It's a nice, you made a new friend there. But moving on to number four, and this one's a bit more about physical fitness than a actual skill. I suppose a skill is to keep fit. Because sometimes as an electrician, you need to be a bleeding acrobat. It's when you go across these loft spaces and they've got the the trestles or the, the, the beams all in the way. You've got to manoeuvre through them and you've got to be careful because there's insulation up there. You can't put your foot through the ceiling. If there's no walkway, it's a bloody nightmare sometimes. And what amazes me when I meet other electricians and... Well, they're big lads. You think, oh my God, how the hell do you climb around doing these jobs sometimes? They've got a, a bit of a belly on them like the old boys. And you think you must be very strong and agile to get across these beams or into these small spaces. Because obviously that's another thing you've got to be. You've got to be quite strong sometimes to be able to pull these long runs of cables in and nimble enough to get yourself into these positions where you'll like maybe feed the cable through, especially if you're doing it off a cherry picker on a still wired arm but pulling it across a factory sometimes that's hard work you've got to hold that cable above your head because if you drop it it's going to break someone's back so you've got to hold that cable into place with all your slings to maneuver it along that cable tray maybe at a height so being strong is a skill that you need to keep up with but another thing would be if you're colorblind yeah, forget it. You're never going to get on as an electrician if you're colourblind. You need to be able to see what colour the cable goes where in order for things to work properly, especially when you've now got brown, black, grey. They're all similar. So when you, at least when you had the red, yellow, blue, they were a bit different. You could determine them a bit better. I'd assume I'm not colourblind, but yeah, you're screwed now with a brown, black, grey. You cannot tell the difference, different shades of grey. It's not going to work. So then number five, is being flexible and I'm not all about being flexible with yourself like I was saying before being nimble to get in these little spaces it's you've got to be flexible with your time because it's not like you can put time on a job all the time it's maybe fine if you can go to an, uh, a job an estimate and give them a quote and you know roughly how long that's going to take but a lot of time if you're fault finding or got called out and a customer will say to you like how much is it going to be and how long is the electric going to be off for um Oh, sorry, mate. How long's a bit of string? Sometimes you can't tell someone how long it's going to be off for. You don't know. It might be that a rat's got in. I've been to a property before in Milton Keynes. A rat went in. It chewed the whole lighting circuit. And I got it fixed. It had the rodents in there. The thing is, it happened uh, about a month later. She didn't clean up. The, the rats went back and just started eating the cable again. So I said, the only best thing you can do is rip the ceiling down and do it in metal conduit but to be honest with you you want to spend a bit of money getting rid of these rats it was crazy some of the places i've worked in they're disgusting i'll give you that but when a customer says to you like how long is it going to take or how long are you going to be 
you can't answer these things, especially when they ring you up and ask you the question, I've got a light out, how long is it going to take to fix? I haven't got a clue, mate. I've got to get there first. I've got to have a look and I see what I'm up against. I don't know whether that's a street lamp that's like 20 foot up in the air or something. You don't know. So be flexible with your time. Give yourself plenty of time because most properties with these being protected by an RCD these days, it's a lot more difficult to find. I remember they used to go, right, I knew where it come from because I had a bang. And you see, because a light's been banged or smashed off where it's got water in it on the back. You don't get that anymore. The RCD, it will just trip and there's no bang or nothing. You just got to find that fault. Obviously, that's 10 times better for the customer, but a little harder to find for the electrician to find where there's a fault. So then number six, I'm going to say you've got to have maths. You've got to have some skills in maths. In uh, I'd say basic maths, I suppose. But when you're taught at college, if you've heard of Ohm's Law, but if you haven't, you soon will. Every electrician knows Ohm's law. V equals voltage. I equals current or amps. And R equals resistance. And to be honest, these days, there's an app you can do your cable calculations on that is a lot quicker to work things out. I use it all the time. But knowing how to do it if you didn't have the app, you didn't have modern technology to help you out doing these calculations of the Ohm's law then it will be the advantage for sure because then you know exactly why you're using it. It's not just the fact of, I'm just going to run a 16 mil feed into this outdoor light. Yet why? Why are you running a 16 mil feed into an outside light? What's that pulling? What's the volt drop? To be able to calculate that if you ever needed to is going to be a massive advantage. And the last one, the seventh skill, you really need to be a good electrician is that I find that's dying out among a younger generation. And it's social skills. Social skills is going to help you communicate with customers. Because if a customer doesn't trust you or even like you, they're not going to remember to call you again. They're not going to remember to recommend you to their friends or their family. I think I've said it before in a previous podcast that you can be the best electrician in the world. But if you can't talk to a customer and make them feel confident that you're good at what you do, it's not really going to leave a good impression. Even if you go over the top when explaining, like I'm going to use SWA to an outside light buried in the ground, protected by a 6 amp type B RCBO. Well, they, they might look at you gone out and totally confused and think, what are you telling me this for? I don't even care. But being able to explain why you're doing the job, the way that you're doing it, I think in my experience, it helps the customer with the confidence that you're a good electrician for the job. And they obviously let you get on with it and let you put in the materials that you've bought with you to do the job. I've been rewiring a house before and the lady said to me, like, do you need all them cables? Do you actually have to have all them cables in there? Well, yes, you do. I wouldn't pull them in for no reason. And obviously I started to explain to her what the lighting cables and the switching cables and the sockets. She obviously walked off. She wasn't interested. But yeah, uh, like knowing why you've got to do the job is going to be a massive advantage. And all these skills... You will more than develop over time. And many of your skills will help you not just grow your electrical business, but have fun with it and be better in your electrical business, along with some other steps mentioned in a previous podcast. And that podcast called How These Simple Steps Will Fill Your Diary With High-Paying Customers All Year Round. And that's episode two on Toolbox Talks for Electricians. So go check that one out, and I'll see you next time.